Hello, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Lincoln, Nebraska. I also teach regularly in Toronto, Canada and online. My guest today is Rabbi Shefa Gold. Uh, Shefa lives in the mountains of New Mexico. She received her ordination from the Reconstructionist Rabbinical College and from Rabbi Zalman Schachter and is the director of the Center for Devotional Energy and Ecstatic Practices. She's produced 10 albums and is the author of four books. Her new project is called Love at the Center. And before the pandemic hit, like most of us, she traveled around the world teaching Jewish spiritual practice, meditation and chant, but now is doing it on Zoom. And I will put a link to Shefa's website by the interview and you can learn uh, more about her work. Shefa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's a, really a pleasure uh, talking to you. Um, how did you first learn about the Alexander Technique? I first learned about the Alexander Technique because my husband was dealing with chronic pain and he was just looking everywhere um, for some relief and uh, and I you know I always kind of tagged along whatever he was learning I was learning also because I found that whatever he was learning uh, about um, from, about posture about movement about the flow of energy through his body was also very important to the work that I do in my in my rabbinate because really what I want to bring people to is a place of more presence more vitality a greater self-awareness um, an ability to be spontaneous and find expression from deep inside us I'm always looking in my practice to find uh, support and stability and an, an inner spaciousness. And uh, when I learned some of the teachings that he was learning about from the Alexander Technique, I thought, you know, I, I applied those to the work that I, that I do. Uh, and a lot of my work I, I do with um, chanting, which is a way of embodying the sacred words of, of Torah, of scripture. And when I embody those words, they become really integrated inside me. And it's not just thinking about things, but, you know, living those truths. Mm -hmm. And I found um, that some of the, the, the teachings from the Alexander Technique were about um, inhibiting, you know, my patterns of my habitual patterns of moving and speaking and, and, uh, and interacting with the world. And when I inhibit those patterns, what, what emerges from me is something that is more authentic, more aware. And uh, that was a one, a, you know, a, a giving me a different language to talk about it. And uh, I feel like it's so important uh, that our spiritual practice be em embodied. And when I feel the support inside me, then it feels like I relax. And the support gives me that, that message that I can relax. And when I relax, I can open 
And when I'm opening, then I'm, I feel like I am receiving what God wants to give me in this very moment. Yeah. And uh, the, just for our listeners who might be a little confused about the word inhibit, um, Alexander folk tend to use it in a very different way than Sigmund Freud did, mm -hmm. which was uh, repression in his case. Whereas in the Alexander world, it's just not doing not doing the stuff that's getting in your way, just deciding, uh-uh, I'm just going to let something well, it, else happen. It, it felt like it was just um, waking me up to some, some uh, to, to, to the ways that I am caught in habits. Yeah, and, exactly. And, exactly. And so what I'm looking for in my life is more, more consciousness, more awareness, mm -hmm. and to not live on automatic. And mm -hmm. to not live on automatic means to live uh, with 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 purpose, with deliberateness, with uh, intention. And a, a lot of the work in chanting is about uh, establishing an intention for what comes out of my mouth, for what mm -hmm. I you know the, what I'm chanting. And that intention is a full body experience. So if I'm automatic, I'm on on automatic. I don't find my intention. It's uh, it's uh, it, it's kind of like I'm living a bit asleep, and so uh, so it was. Uh, you know those the, those concepts of self awareness, of pausing to notice that I'm in a pattern or in a habit and stopping, and then the idea of direction or choice or intention or deliberateness that I can bring to each moment of my life. Uh, to, to me, those are not just things I do for my body, it's my whole, my whole being really benefits from that uh, added awareness and, uh, and sense of choice in my life. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is that you use chanting as, um, a means to means towards embodiment, both for yourself and your your students or your the yeah, people the, you're the, working the, with. The sense when I'm chanting is that I'm not you know, I'm taking a, something beautiful and wise that might even be mysterious in mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in the in a language a, a sacred language of Hebrew. And I'm chanting it over and over again in order to bring it alive inside me, and which leads me then to insight and uh, a kind of a revelation that, oh, this is not just something I think about. This is a way that I can live my life. So if I'm chanting the words that are of gratefulness that I chant each morning, I might say, Moda anilifanecha, Moda anilifanecha, Moda anilifanecha. And if I chanted it long enough, I'd begin to uh, have the, the deeper meanings be revealed to me. Because really what I'm saying in the chant, I'm saying, I gratefully acknowledge 
your face, the miracle that's always here before me. And I'm placing myself in relationship with that miracle. But the chant gives me a, an, an experience of it. So I'm not just talking about it. I'm actually experiencing that. And that changes um, how I set, what my, what my posture is, how I hold myself. Because when I'm in the presence of God, I certainly sit up a lot straighter and my heart opens. Right. And um, I'm, I become receptive. And, uh, and so I think of, of, of chant as a way of exploring the sacred word and mm-hmm. um, expressing it in new ways. And if, I, if I'm just accepting some old way, an old pattern, an old habit, or somebody else's definition, right. then uh, it's not so exciting. It kind of becomes dead. Right. And I want and, to bring it alive. And can you sense that when you use uh, the Alexander principles that not only are you achieving more of what you want, but y- your audience is as well? Well, I, I, I don't think of it as much as an audience, but I think of it as uh, that when I'm in that place of aliveness, other people want to come and join me there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it's, and are not content to just sit back and watch it happen. They want to be doing it as well. Right. And so they so chant with you. They'll chant yeah. with you. Right. I, right. Okay. And then, you know, and then the idea is not only do we chant, but in the silence after the chant, we uh, do a process of inquiry of like, oh, what was that? How did that feel in your body? How did it affect the rhythm of your breathing? How do you move differently when, you know, mm-hmm. when, when, when that chant is resonating in you? Mm-hmm. And very often the chant moves me to um, gesture, to movement, to, you know, to a, a way of uh, unlocking tension in my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, I was chanting yesterday. I was my husband and I were were chanting, um, and he had actually had a chiropractic, a spontaneous chiropractic adjustment in his neck yeah. Yeah. from just the relaxation of 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 chanting. Wow, have you found that um, Alexander principles have helped you outside of chanting, just daily activities, or? Uh, does the, yeah. the effect of the chanting itself just carry over on its own into those activities? Chanting is just one one modality that I use. Mm-hmm. I think that the way that the Alexander Technique has influenced me is just waking me up to this moment so that mm-hmm. I'm not living in my head. I want to be in, fully inhabiting my body um, and noticing where I'm holding tension and, uh, and, and really exploring new ways to move. I, uh, I, I think of my life as a dance and the instruction I give myself, which I think maybe is attuned to the Alexander technique, uh, instruction I give it is, can you move in a way you've never moved before? Mm-hmm. And that when I dance that way, when I live that way, there's always a kind of an exploration of uh, of presence and of posture 
and I don't get stuck in a particular pattern because I'm always looking for some new way that my body can can move mm-hmm. and that's exciting and I think that's what brings me to this place of more aliveness and that's what I feel like religious practice ought to bring us to more aliveness more right. enjoy, enjoyment of this moment right um any other things you'd like to say about the alexander chanting connection or alexander your life connection you know i i think that um that you know i'm 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 always trying to enjoy more this this present moment but mm-hmm. then i also have to deal with pain sometimes and constriction right. and more um awareness and compassion and uh kind of a spaciousness I bring to those moments of challenge, difficulty, pain. So I think mm-hmm. it, what I what I receive from the Alexander technique is a kind of an attitude towards those towards that pain or constriction that is um, that explores it in a in a compassionate and more expansive way that that I don't have to be s- stuck with it. Uh, that there are so many different avenues that I can move into. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's that that's I think the the influence it, it uh, that it has for me is um, because I want to my, I want my body to be almost like the metaphor for my whole life. And so, mm-hmm. if uh, if I'm paying attention to my body, it is the vehicle through which God is expressing God's self. So I want to be the best, clearest vehicle I can be. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I, I sometimes the Alexander technique is called embodied mindfulness. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you're definitely using it in that way and from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't... I, as I said, I don't know. I don't know it really well. But when I learn something, I just go run with it. I just mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. take those principles and saying, "How do I want to live those principles?" Right. Right. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> I think that I think uh, that's good. I'm I'm so happy that you asked me to to speak with you because it reminded me of some things that I know that I don't uh, necessarily uh, articulate. So that that uh, I think that the sense of inner support that I am that I am held, I am embraced, I am supported from within mm-hmm. is really um, what allows me to, to un- unfold, relax, and be receptive to just this amazing life. Well, maybe we should end on that note. What do you think? <laughs> That's great. Uh, my, uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, my, my guest has been Rabbi Shefa Gold, and I will put a link to her website by the interview. Shefa, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank, thank you.